Okay, well, welcome to the Design to Thrive podcast. In this space, we come together and we talk with teachers and school leaders and community partners who are all passionate about making school a place where all kids are validated, empowered, and experience success. We know that it takes a village in our community. That's what we say. We say it takes a village and everyone in the village has an essential part. And um, today we are here with the coach, Coach Jeffrey. And yeah, he's, he's with us. And um, me and Coach Jeffrey had been in the same like virtual communities, I want to say for about maybe three, four years, like we were in the communities and in boxing, you know, tweeting, doing stuff. And a couple of years ago, um, so I'm, I am a part of the Illinois Computing Digital Educator Alliance. And um, I do a lot in the, in Illinois in terms of connecting with um, local folks that are doing technology stuff and the larger organization that um, is kind of the parent organization is ISTE. And yes. so, yes, ISTE. And so I was blessed that I didn't have to travel or fly to California or San Antonio or all that because um, ISTE was in Chicago and, and that's my hometown. And um, I was really excited about being able to just like not being the sessions. We went to the sessions, but we also got a chance to, um, we say fellowship, right? In our community, we say we got a chance to fellowship and hang out. And so um, at that time, I got a chance to like see some folks that I had only um, talked with virtually. And so me and Coach Jeffrey got a chance to spend some time together. And I got to hear about some of the great things he's doing. Um, man, that flip boards, is it, the, man, that flip board, the, yeah, whoa, it's yes, it's amazing. So, um, Coach Jeffrey is an innovator. Um, he is, um, it, it, a forever educator, teacher at heart. He's a, he's an equity soldier. Um, and he's just, just amazing. And so I wanted to bring him on and he's, he is going to bless us with some, some nuggets and I'm not even scratching the surface, but um, Coach Jeffrey, if you could introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about, about yourself. Well, hello everybody. My name is William Jeffrey. I am a, I like to call myself Coach Jeffrey um, specifically because I started off coaching in sports and I was a classroom teacher and um, I had some phenomenal teachers that I work with in the hood. And they, they're the ones who mentored me, teachers and administrators, specifically my principal, Jaime Castaneda, um, mentored me into using technology. I was not the best teacher at all. Um, my head football coach was a, an amazing teacher, but he's known for his losing football record. But I was amazed at how well he taught kids to play football. We used to have some um, pretty horrible teams in the hood because they would rather sell dope than to play sports. And I, I was a varsity head basketball coach and assistant football coach for about 11 years. And the coach moniker stuck. And then as I moved into administration, um, became a uh, digital learning specialist, 
and Fort Bend ISD, and then I um, also became a uh, K-12 science coordinator um, in Lamar Consolidated ISD. And the, I asked, should I, hey, should I stop calling myself coach? And all the people who knew me from the past was like, no, man, stop tripping. <laughs> <laughs> coach, man. Yes. So currently now I'm an assistant principal in Columbia, Brazoria ISD. It's got to be one of my favorite jobs, uh, being an assistant principal. I have an amazing principal, and uh, the um, his name is Paul Moody's. And uh, it's so cool when you're when you're a principal, you jail so much that they you throw quotes. Like we'd be in a situation where something happened, and then he hit out a quote from Malcolm X, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, so I'm in a good team. I work with a good team. My superintendent uh, is very hands-on, very uh, welcoming, Stephen Galloway. So um, I'm happy to be here, Elisa, and I really appreciate you for inviting me. And let me tell my, you know, let me say something to the young folks. I appreciate it. Yes, yes. And I appreciate you taking us through your different roles um, because I think that um, sometimes folks, I used to hear this all the time that, like, you just do it. You just do it. And I'm like, mm, you don't know. You don't see the fall down. You don't see the try. You don't see that. You don't see it. And so, um, especially being a teacher that, you know, I got all the kids that um, folks didn't want. And I was like, man, you're amazing. And so they would come in like, man, I can't read. And I'm like, hey, you're going to read when you get out of here. <laughs> you're going to, you know. I love this. Yeah. 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 So I I think that's why me and you jail because <laughs> you know we see the product of a seed. And you know, I said I wasn't gonna preach. Yeah. But you know, when you look at somebody and you see that man, you're here for a reason. Yeah. It's, you can't do this right now, but when you get through, because I'm working in my purpose, you're gonna be able to do what you're supposed to do. And so I that's what I, I love that about you. I I I hope just keep doing what you're doing. Just, just yes. I appreciate you. I'm I'm just saying, you know, like, and even one of the things too is is talking about your capacity as a coach and your capacity to um, teach folks, to motivate folks, to um, to design environments where folks can take risks. Um, and I think that in a school, sometimes we put folks in buckets, right? Like you're a little higher than the other person, you know, like yeah. you're a little bit better than the other person. Yeah. And um, I think that we have to speak life into our, into our teachers, um, you know, so much as well as, as the kiddos. At least let me go ahead and give you that. What you just said is the tenets of racism, systemic racism, because we systemic racism is categories of who can do it and who can't. But it's not about that. Each individual person, the way I look at people is, especially children, is that they're seeds. Yeah. If you understand the principle of a seed is that inside of every seed is a forest. And when you put one seed in the right environment, just specifically a seed, you give it sunlight, you give it water, and you give it soil, it's going to grow exponentially. And it's going to produce fruit. And that fruit will have seeds. And then that seed, put in the right environment will produce fruit and that fruit will have seeds. And that's how we're supposed to treat people and especially children because we can't see their end. We have to provide the right environment 
so that those kids can grow into where they need to be. And if you have kids in front of you and you have not provided that right environment, then they will not grow. Yes. So. Yes. 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 I'm shaking. Folks, you can't see me over here. My head's moving. I'm nodding. All of that. Um, yes. Yes. Care. Humanity. Loving and seeing the greatness. Um, yes. So I want to take a couple of minutes and um, I wanted you to share with us um, your vision for the role you see technology playing um, to create more equitable schools. We know that tech's out here, right? We got a bunch of devices. We got uh, infrastructures that are getting built, all of that. Um, but what role do you see technology playing in terms of creating more equitable schools? Well, technology is a tool that we should use. And um, when I started teaching, one of the things that I noticed was that, um, again, I'm looking to the systemic racism part of it, simply because certain people were allowed to use technology and certain people weren't in certain classes. If you're going to college, then you're going to see this. And if you're going to be this student, then you can use that. And we have to get out of that because we don't know what's going to happen in these kids' futures. Um, right now, we know that 75% of the grade of the 75% uh, of the jobs that second graders are going into haven't even been invented yet. That's it. You know, so we don't even know what, how, and what they're going to be working with. So allowing them to use technology, allowing them to communicate and collaborate, and not being dismissive of their culture, um, and incorporating that and teach, and then you also have to stretch and grow as an educator as well. You must stay relevant with the tools that will help your job um, get information to kids. And we can't just be stuck as educators and saying, hey, we're not going to do this, or I don't like that, so I can't. Um, you, just, you have to be really relevant and really open and really fluid if you're going to really do education a um, service. It took me a while to learn that. I, I had to be mentored in order to do that. And I think that's another key component um, of um, teaching is to find a good mentor, someone who, uh, who, is, um, who doesn't have your same strengths, but probably someone who, who is strong in your weakness. Mm. That's who you need to be mentored by. And, and, and that mentorship should be a fluid two-way street. Mm. Um, don't find somebody who, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you to do this and, you know, that robotic way. It doesn't work because what happens is if you flow through them and they flow through you, then it'll be the same exchange with the student. Yeah. We, we have to get out of what we are accustomed to in education and go back to where it really should be. When you learn, learning is a two-way street. So um, hopefully that dynamic um, can grow with the purposeful incorporation of technology um, using, um, you know, the podcast, using blogs, um, using sites that allow the four C's to happen, um, paying attention to cultural um, sensitivity and diversity and being equitable in how you do it and being inclusive in the classroom environment. Um, those, using technology allows those things to happen easily. And hopefully um, teachers are paying attention to that. So, so I'm going to grab, there was a bunch in there, right? I'm going to grab and, and just say for teachers who may not 
maybe in a school where there is a culture maybe of distrust or there's a culture of fear um, and they see a need, they, they, they want to try it, um, but they're not quite sure um, how to find that mentor, um, who to reach out to, how to get support. Um, what would you say to a teacher who was, who was in that place? So I'm going to go back to my seed analogy, if I can bring this up. So my seed analogy works like this. Even though children are seed and inside of every seed is a forest, you also got to look at your own seed and you have to look at your environment. Do you have what you need in order for you to produce fruit? Where, where are you most fruitful? Where does your fruit produce the most at? And you may have to go on social media and find an Alisa Frazier you may have to go on to find a Sarah Thomas or a Franz Davis or a Shelly Terrell Sanchez or a Dr. Will or, or Brian Romero Smith. You know, you go find these people who spark your passion so that you can put yourself in the right environment. The problem is when teachers are in those um, accountability, um, um, regimented, dogmatic systems, it cuts creativity. Yes. Human beings cannot thrive in that fashion. So you know what's wrong. The, what's wrong is you're not in the right culture. Yes. Find yourself the right culture. This is why Voxer was so powerful for yeah. us. Yes. Know? Because we found a space where, oh, okay, you're doing that. Oh, okay. I never would have. I, I, I wouldn't have never been here if it wasn't for Rafarns Davis asking oh. me who you blog. And I was like, I never considered it. Because when yes. I saw her, I was like, oh, that's Rafarns. I mean, hey, hey, Rafarns, yeah. we nice to meet you <laughs> it's nice to meet you too uh yeah. so you have a blog and i was like a blog i'm black i don't blog yeah <laughs> i didn't know about it yeah she does that she yeah. asks you very pointed questions and you're yeah. kind of shook a little bit she's got that that's a gift of hers gift you are she just and she planted my seed yeah and that's when i realized that there's more to what I'm looking for. And I had really great uh, coworkers as well that happened. I have a, a, a good friend, Rochelle Rudin, who um, also helped out to help grow. My boss was very instrumental at that time. Her name was Allegra Magoo, Dr. Allegra Magoo. And I had these amazing coworkers. And so they were all doing great. And, yeah. you know, I, I needed to get in, in my seat. And so I went out of the classroom and found that environment that I needed in order to grow. So that's my, that's what I would say to teach us. I said a lot, but um, you have to get out of the place where you feel constrained um, and grow as an individual if you want to stay in education. Yeah. And I think that tapping into um, other communities and seeing how you're responding, how you're growing um, and, and even getting prepared, right. For folks to, to see what you're doing and to say kind of who, cause I, I would get feedback from folks like, why are you going over here? And, and, and what's this again? And, and who, who are, you know, you know, I don't know about that, you know? And so almost as if it was a, of a if, if it was a fad or if it was something that, um, and I was like, no, like, no. And so I think that being ready for folks to give you that pushback and being able to say like, man, I was able to do this. I was able to try this. And I was able to see, um, for me, I was able to see my kiddos um, being able to um, think critically, being able to do these 
global Socratic seminars, um, being able to look at problems that were in their community and for them to talk about things that were really important to them um, to where they got more motivated um, and it wasn't just a, a scripted curriculum. And so let's just look at, even looking at um, the ripple, the ripple effect from them to each other. You know, like I, I'm, I was just like trying some stuff and I was like, oh great, you know, like some of it worked. But being prepared for, for the pushback and for the why, like why am I, what's the why behind it? Is the why so that I can create this cool thing and I can shine? Or is the why so that we can connect um, with our kids? And so just and even, those kids lives. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Getting ready for that, getting ready for that. And thinking, so when Ron said that to you, like, hey, do you blog? You could have been like, no, I don't do that. And dismissed it, right? Right, right, just be done. And she just, she sparked, she, she sparked me. And I considered it and thought about it. And it wasn't, that, that was a growing, that was a, a cornerstone moment, I can say that I, it woke me up to greater things. Yeah, and, and and it's it's really good that I'm in education at the time with such amazing educators, because even this conversation is inspiring me that I can go back to my teachers and be like, look, you know, and there are a bunch of silos in education. Yeah, you know, and there's there there are these silos where people are still teaching the way they've been taught, and um and, and also I want to go into failure. You have to be secure with failing and just failing fail just fail i messed up yeah. that didn't work we're gonna try it this way and it seems like you can't do that in the educational system failure is not an option but to be honest with you it should be every option you should yeah. you should be allowed to fail and again because what it does is it allows students to take risk the school yeah. system and i'm not I'm, and i'm talking about instructional practice i'm talking about using technology to solve problems like that should be a a safe place to fail in any school failure should teach you a lesson and as a teacher you can't walk away from failure yourself as an administrator i don't feel that um i'm great at everything no matter yes. what they yes. say about me and it's a couple of teachers who can't stand my guts oh. and that's great. <laughs> that's great because you know that's good. I'm going to fail in front of you, but I guarantee you that I'm going to get it right. Indeed. Indeed. And I think that that even talking about that, um, and I've talked about this in my other show, the, the idea of um, the shaming that happens when we start talking about this thing that we didn't get right and, and putting on these packages, um, even in times where we're still trying to, we're, we're, everybody's trying to figure it out and we we're not just throwing stuff at the wall but we're saying this is our method this is our approach this is our hope this is our you know this is our plan but when that doesn't work it's okay to say this isn't working <laughs> yeah this isn't working and if you have some really good accountability partners like we had in that voxer group hey man i, I did this it didn't work oh hey did you try this with the support of having being in the right environment getting the things that you need in order so that when you produce your fruit, it has much seed inside of it. Because this, this is something else I love to say, and I'm stealing this from um, Miles Monroe, and I'm going to tell you where I got this one from. You never see an apple tree come up to you and give you an apple. All day. If, if you're fruitful enough, people will come to you and get your fruit. 
Yes. And that's what's the amazing portion of the, the notion of seed time and harvest. You know, knowing when to plant your seeds, knowing how to be fruitful and being so fruitful that no matter where you are in the world, people are going to come to you and yes. get the fruit from you. And sometimes you have to fail in order to get to that point. And, and yes. And sometimes um, you got to be humble to say like, man, this person, they kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but they're coming to me and they have a need and I have some answers. I got yes. some things that, um, and I'm going to give them some grace um, to be able to share because guess what? If I'm sharing and then someone else comes to them and they're in need, that itself is going to create momentum. Yes, yes, yes. Man, again, you know, <laughs> when people don't like you, it doesn't matter. You yes. stay, fr stay fruitful. Give it to them. I can't tell you how many times um, I don't want to bring up the place where this happened, but I can't tell you how many times that um, I gave fruit to people who didn't want it. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, yeah. oh, not from you. Uh, oh, oh, for real? Is that it? I'm, I'm presenting. Um, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's the, I just kept doing my thing. <laughs> yes. And, I, and if, and if the good Lord don't look hot, don't sit high and look low, I'm telling you right now, you're using my stuff. You're yes. using everything I showed you. Yes. And you made it like it was yours. They do. They yeah. do that. You made it like it was yours. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know and you know. Yes. Well, oh. You <laughs> oh my goodness, coach. I can't oh I cannot. That has <laughs> happened where I've been yeah. in a PD yeah. and I'm like, are 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 they presenting on on that? They just and they didn't even change the the the, the process, the verbiage. No, they just took the name off. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, now when that happened, I was, and you know, this is a good thing about, that's another thing. I had a mentor. I, I have a mentor still. His name is Dr. Michael Milstead. That's my homeboy, man. And I, I thank God for that man because I did not ask for the relationship. He didn't ask to mentor me. It just happened. Yeah. He was like, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And he has mentored me from the position that I had was one of the highest positions I ever had. He was already there and yeah. he, he reached out to me. It was one of, we were, it was only like four African-American men in this particular organization of about a uh, school district of about 32,000 students. Wow. And there were only four African-American men in the upper administration and only four of us in the building. One of us was a superintendent and we didn't really have that much conversation with sure. the superintendent, not sure. much. And uh, this particular man, this man just took me under his wing. I really appreciate him. And he got, he, he still guides me to this day, but I, I learned that don't man, don't, don't sweat on that. You are here to be fruitful. Produce yes. your fruit. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I'm taking that. I'm taking, cause it took me a while because I was like, yes. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, and it's happened multiple times. Um, but for people to be able to grab your stuff, it's got to be good stuff. It has to be. Yeah, it has and to be them, good stuff. And for them to hate on you when they see it yes. and then turn around and use it. Yes. They, they were enamored when they saw it. They loved it when they saw it. Yes. But they hated that they didn't come up with it. Indeed. Indeed. For teachers that are listening, be prepared. Be, be prepared. 
be prepared. If you've got a hundred haters, you might have a hundred more. Six hey, months. Get a hundred more. Don't <laughs> grab them up to the go. Hey, man, it's best to, to let your forest let your seeds out. Woof, man. Let me just. Yes. 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 Um, so, Coach, I, I got to take it back. So, we are. Um, and I'm so grateful. You're you're bringing so much joy into the space, and I'm feeling it. And I want to keep it, but I want to I want us to take a minute, and I want us to kind of think about the COVID. That's what I call it. I don't say, oh, it's COVID, or you know, I'm dancing with Rona. I'm like, no, it's the COVID. It's a situation that we are in, and. Um, Folks like us are like, yeah, you can try this or, or, Hey, this is my, a lot of it is, is the way that we live, the way that we walk, the way that we think. Um, yeah, it is. And for folks who are one, seeing that their environments have now shifted and, um, they're in a place where, um, they're in a situation, we've got the COVID going on but they really want to empower students. What would you say to some teachers who um, may be listening and they're hearing this, they're getting fired up, they're about to start school. Some folks have already started their PD, virtual PD weeks and, and, and all of that. When the PD weeks are over, what would you say to folks that are like, I really wanna empower my students, I wanna do this work, but I am like, how do I do it in COVID? Well, I have some, I have a good word for that. Yes. Because I am uh, a reader of the good book. And if, if, first of all, if you're not a believer, I will say this to you first. Oh. If you're not a believer, then what you have to do is you have to remember that those children for the next 187 days is not going to have anybody else in their corner like you. That's it. And you can be positive or you can be negative. If you are going to be negative with those children, it's going to stick with them. Yes. It's going to stick with them. It's, it's, that's clear. But if you choose to find positivity in each day that you're able to stand in front of them, things will work out. Indeed. But you have to be focused on being positive. Teach your class and find joy in what you do. And let's be honest, if you don't want to be there, then don't come back. Yes. You need to leave. That's, that's just it. If you're scared and you don't want to be there and it's not for you, then leave. Because it is for somebody. And I'm not trying to be rude at all. But yes. it's, it's, it's not, it sometimes, it's sometimes it's time to go. And yes. it's sometimes it's time for... Uh, it's it's time for some people to go, yes. and this this is the good time to leave if you need to leave, and just be fine with it. Yeah. Um, for the believer, there's never this is the best time, always the time for you to shine is when it's dark. Yeah. That's that's it's dark every in every situation that you can think of from all of the classics that you know, David and Goliath. Uh, 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 um, Daniel and all of those things were bad situations. Yes. Can you imagine being Daniel in the lion's den? Yes. Can you imagine 
being a 14 year old boy standing in front of a giant named Goliath. Yes. So was nine feet long and 400 pounds, his sword. Um, he had five brothers who were yes. just as tall. They were giants. Yeah. were scared. Every situation where you're supposed to shine in, it always starts like this. It's always dark. Yes. Let your light shine. Yes. Yes. I think that one of the most powerful, one of the most powerful things that you're bringing up is the ability to come into a situation and to say, this situation is not going to define who I am and how I'm going to exist in this space. Whether it's a virtual space or a physical space or a blended space, this situation is not going to define who I come in into this space as and how I'm going to radiate in this space. And, and that's, that in itself seems so simple. However, it's, it, it's so profound because it touches upon what is my purpose right now in this space? What's been my purpose? Because your purpose didn't, right? Your purpose didn't change. Man, you right on it. You right on it. And if you just really want to get deep, if you really want to go deep, you were made for this purpose. Yes. The very purpose you were here is because it was already preordained that you would go through that. And everything you need to be successful in a situation, you already have. Yes. You will never be put in a situation that you cannot be successful in because you already have what you need. And then yes. if you feel that you belong in education and you feel that educating kids is important, then everything those kids need to get through the situation is already inside of you. And you need to bring it out. And it's already inside of them. Indeed. And I think, too, what you also hit upon, and, and let's not shy away from that, is um, looking at the different places that you're in and the leadership. Mm -hmm. um, who's steering the ship? Yes. And what has influenced them to steer in the way that they steer? Yeah. And, and I'm saying that because... You're, talk, you're in a, your assistant principal, you talked about your um, mentor, you talked about your principal, you talked about um, a, a community that is surrounding you, right? Like, here I am, I've got this, I'm doing this, but I've got these people that, uh, are, that have my back, that are my, that are my, my, my linemen, <laughs> right? And they're, and they're next to me. And if you're a place that... that you don't have your linemen. <laughs> yeah. And you know, um, I've been lucky enough to be burnt enough to know when you need your linemen. <laughs> yes. You know, and I, I, I consider now, cause you know, I'm blessed. I have a nice resume. Uh, I have, um, I get job opportunities when a job apply, at least I probably can get an interview. You know, that's a good thing. Yes. However, when you are in a place where you can, have a conversation with your boss and your boss um, is, has your best interest at heart and you have your boss best interest at heart. Your boss looks out for your family. Your boss understands um, the ramification of making blanket decisions and you can communicate with his boss in that same fashion 
and you get along with your coworkers on a horizontal level as well. And then the subordinates, that is a good environment. That's the environment I need in order to produce my fruit. I'm sorry, I keep bringing up the fruit. I'm just me and us. That's how I live. That's what I'm looking at. And so um, with that situation, that's why I need in order to thrive. And if you are struggling and leadership and you know that your leadership is something that you need in your environment to grow you, you need to get out of bad leadership. There are enough, there, there are some horrible leaders and there's some good leaders. And the reason why I know the difference is because I have both. Yes. And I think that's really important um, to talk about because some folks are like, well, it's like that everywhere. And I got news for you. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But, but I, I would hear that. And, um, I, and I'm not going to talk about who the person was, but I, I had an administrator that I called a meeting. And I went into the meeting. And uh, I sat down and I said, uh, principal, principal, I need to grow. And I can't see myself. And I need you to help me grow because you can see me. You, you're outside of me. You can see me. And I don't see my blind spots. And I need to grow. And I need you to help me. Mm-hmm. And this principal, principal said, Well, Miss Frazier, you're amazing. And I don't know how I can help you. And I thought about that, like, what do you mean? You don't know how you can help me. And listening to what you're saying, because I came home, my husband was like, oh, baby, that was a compliment. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, my insides are saying, I'm missing some, I'm missing some things. I didn't get every one of my kids. I'm missing some kids. And I got to do better and I want to do better. And I, and I need, I need to be pushed. I need to be challenged. I need to, I need that feedback. I need all that. And, and, um, you know, I just, and I was like, no, I'm not in a place where this person can water me. Yeah. And that's true. And at least that person was honest enough to tell you and, um, not be disgruntled because you've grown past them. Um, yes. And yeah. I hadn't realized that. I just was like, man, I just, that's what, you know, like I'm going to ask for. I'm all about asking for what you need. I believe in that. And even if you ask, sometimes you don't get it, but at least ask for what you need. And I'm reflexive enough to realize when uh, it almost fits, but it doesn't fit. And so I'm not going to wedge it. Make it fit. I'm like it doesn't fit. Right, and I appreciate like again those um, social media spaces where, when I have reached a point to where, and I'm not saying this happens all the time. I'm not saying this has happened once. But I was in a when I was lucky enough when I got out of the classroom, I worked with this group who were amazing educators, and I was not as good as them. I'm still not like they are freaking amazing. And I am forever going to be tasting their legacy because they do amazing things even now. Yeah. And I want to find ways to grow so that when I retire or I, I can look back on my life and be like, Oh, I did that. Oh, I did that. Oh, I did that. And, um, you know, I think it's important to, to just get in the right, um, virtual space and just, 
you know, get the mentorship, you know, don't be so prideful that you can't learn from people. You know, I tell my son that all the time, love him to death, boy, 10 years old. Yes. <laughs> yes. So don't be, don't be one of the people can't nobody tell you nothing, man. You got to grow. And I try not to be that as well. And there's, uh, and as a matter of fact, my, <laughs> my principal told me about, uh, two months ago, he was like, Will, you know what? I like you, man. But when you, uh, Get your eyes set on something. You're like a bulldog, man. You just go after it. You just till it's gone. Yes, yes. <laughs> I I be focused. Yes. So um, and that's something I have to work on because that's intimidating to some people. Sure. And so that's that's a blind spot that I look at. But again, we built he built that relationship with me so that he can come and tell me that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, and I'm listening to that. That's something that I have to do when I work with teachers. Okay, look, let me find a way not to bulldog, not to show her that I'm a that like I don't believe in wolf cookies. Sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you say it, then you gotta show it to me. Yes. Although I'm not from Missouri, I'm pretty much from the you gonna have to show me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Walk yes. it like you talk. Walk it like you talk it. Um, I appreciate that. So the last thing I kind of wanna wanna get on a little bit is I know that you um are a man that you've got these credentials. So you're like certified innovator, doing all this stuff, all of this, right? And um, I joke around with Martine, you know, Martine Brown. Oh, yes. And she's, yes. And so she's, you know, you need those certifications, Alyssa, you know? And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, man, I, oh. for folks that um, may not have the certifications, um, is that something that, um, you've kind of done over time? Like you've worked on them over time. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about those? So with the certifications, this came on a whim simply because I knew that my teachers needed that in order to, um, grow. And it's hard for you to be a leader to ask people to do stuff that you're not willing to do for yourself. You know, so um, I'm new to the school district. Some of them know me, some of them don't. I'm not like I'm super famous or nothing like that. Sure. And I try to keep the, the, I try to keep my personal business and my work business separate. So I didn't advertise to many people that I had a podcast that's on 5 million devices and that I write a blog for at least about, Eh, it may reach 550,000 people. I don't know. You sure, know, so I sure. try not to, you know, come out like that. The certification specifically was I need to show them what I could do. And I had a small window. So I took a Saturday and I just did it. Um, you know, it was a blessing that it was on the, it was right before the day it was due. Um, so I don't recommend anybody doing anything at the last minute, but I just did it to number one, prove to myself and then to prove to, to, to show them that anything can be done, like do something, like don't sit and make excuses because we do have the COVID going on. We you know, do. We do have children who are going to come back to your class without mask and with, with mask. And this is a bad time. And, 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 and you possibly could come to work and die. And then, you know, it's, this is horrible. This is the worst thing in the world. Sure. But if you regard the whirlwind, you will never sow your seed. Yes looking around for problems, you're going to find them. Yeah. But how do you know you wasn't built for this? How do you know that this is not your time to shine? So that's why I did the uh, Microsoft certifications and I got blessed and I became the MIE expert. That was a blessing. I didn't, 
I didn't anticipate being that. Um, I also got um, recognized by London Magazine. Um, God, I can never think of the name of the magazine. Anyways, London Magazine. Um, and I got a couple other recognitions, other awards. So, you know, that's, those are blessings. But it also goes back into um, why, how I choose to use my time with my seed. So I, I try to be fruitful. I'm trying to be like when people are watching television and watching basketball, which I love, you know, I had to cut back on that because this is not the time for me to watch basketball. This is yes. the time yeah. for me to be um, sowing what I need to sow so that it's when it's reaping time, I, I will have something to give to people when it's time. I, and so that's what happened. And I appreciate that because um, hearing that you saw there was a need you want you wanted to be able to support your team that alone and the the recognition and the accolades all of those came secondary because the purpose from which you did it was rooted in meeting a need and so again going back to that what is our purpose for what we're doing what are we what are we seeking what what's the reason the motivation for us doing um the the, the doing things on the line because the certification is, you know, I'm on the line. I got this paper. Somebody said that it's good, but you were like, Hey, I'm going to need these skills to be able to support folks who are going to be on this um, continuum and, it, and everyone is going to have different entry points. And so I need to be able to support them at whatever entry point that they're, and you were already built for it anyway, from your, from everything that you've done. But um, that is, that right there um, is a nugget for our leaders and our administrators that are listening, um, as well as our, our, our teachers as well. Um, so powerful. So indeed. Well, Coach, um, for folks that want to, um, I'm going to make sure that I have your uh, contact, your, your everything for folks to get a hold of you. But for those that are listening, where can they find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Coach Jeffrey. I also um, have my email address is William.Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, number five at gmail.com. And uh, you can listen to my podcast, the Flipboard EDU podcast with Dr. Michael Milstead and Stacey Boudry. Um, we're found on all stations, international, any anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. And then I have a podcast with Dr. Michael Milstead called I Want to Speak to the Principal. Um, that's found on every station you can listen to it. We need to do another episode. We haven't done an episode since April, but um, the other podcasts we do weekly. So, Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you for being a guest. Um, it's been an overflow of, of joy and um, much more than I could have even asked for. And so I really appreciate you. And so um, for everybody else, um, until next time, just keep shining.